This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm thankful for this opportunity that we can meet again to read and pray Psalms together. I'm especially thankful this week because we are on the Hallelujah Chorus. Because the word Hallelujah is really a call for a corporate praising of God. Now imagine with me for a moment, you have been asked to sign up as a member of a choir. And this choir's sole um, reason to be gathered is to sing the Hallelujah Chorus. Now if you join this choir, who would you expect to turn up in this choir that you are in? Well, this morning, we arrived at Psalm 148, which calls all creations from the heavenly to the earthly to join the choir and sing hallelujah. The heavenly and the earthly are seldom put together, except for rare occasions such as this, to praise the Lord. So let's begin this morning by reading Psalm 148 together. I'll put it out on the screen, I'll read it, and I invite you to read it aloud to yourself from your end. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him all you shining stars. Praise Him you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His beating. You mountains and all hues, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens, and He has raised up for His people a horn, the praise of all His faithful servants of Israel, the people close to His heart. Praise the Lord. Now, this call to praise begins from the, high, from the highest of heights, above the heavens and then through the skies, it descends to earth before finally arriving at humans, specifically God's people. Now, if we are to divide this psalm, we can divide it into two parts. And you can actually guess by looking at the PowerPoint slide. This is how we could see Psalm 148. From verse 1 to verse 6, it describes the praises from above while verses 7 to 13 describes the praises from earth. 
and verse 14 ties the whole psalm together. Now, as we step into this hallelujah in Psalm 148, we notice immediately that it begins, verse 1, at the heavens and the heights above. It is a space we cannot yet phantom. In verse 2, it says, All the angels and all the heavenly hosts are called by the psalmist to praise the Lord. The angelic beings that humans will be tempted to worship will call together and praise God. These heavenly beings who remain before God's presence are so grand that we cannot imagine their beauty. Indeed, we have been told in scriptures how humans fall on our faces trembling in fear at the presence of one angel. This hallelujah begins with this majestic gathering of all heavenly angels. From there, we move to verse 3 and verse 4, where the call to praise is now turned towards the sun, the moon, and the shining stars. Derek Kittner commented in his um, writing of Psalm 148 that the highest heavens in verse 4 literally means heavens of heavens, the highest places. And then the waters above the skies is actually a reminder of creation account in Genesis 1 verse 6 to 8, which separates the above and the below. Now the sun, the moon, and the shining stars could well be another group of heavenly entities that we humans in our mythology will be tempted to worship and give them divine status to call the sun and the moon god or goddesses. Yet the psalmist reminds us, though they are grand and bright, they are not divine. They are only creation. Now verse 5 continues. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Now this call to praise the Lord's name does not suggest that the sun or moon or the stars have a conscious mind, have lips to utter words. Rather, their praises are already seen when they perform their duties with all diligence before their creator God. Didn't we read Psalm 19 last week of the sun rising from one end of the heavens to the other like a bridegroom coming out of the tent that God has prepared for it to run and display God's splendor. It is God who established their existence and as they run their courses, the sun, the moon, the stars, we are meant to hear their proclamation of God's greatness. Now after calling the grand creations in the heavens that are beyond our sphere, the psalmist now turns to creations within our sphere from verse 7 to 13. So if we look down a little from the stars, our eyes will land on earth. Now, interestingly, the psalmist begins this segment with the calling of great sea creatures of the deep, calling them to give the Lord praises that are due to Him. Now, why did they go all the way to the depths of the ocean to begin with? Well, the, the depth of the sea often evokes a sense of unknown and terror. 
It carries an ominous sense of danger, even death. Job, in his book, he describes a great creature like the Leviathan in the deep. Other parts of scriptures describes the terror that sea brings. And if that is not enough, the psalmist calls upon the other powers that are beyond human control. Look at it. Verse 8, lightning, hail, snow, clouds, stormy winds that do God's beating in verse 7 and 8 together. Again, we are reminded of the storm doing the beating of our Lord Jesus back in Mark 4 and Matthew 8 that we looked briefly yesterday. And together, these great powers, they are called together to praise the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, through Psalm 148, we are called to catch a glimpse of the heavens, of the cosmos, of the great powers of nature, to recognize that all this power that are beyond human control obeys their Creator Lord and gives Him the praises due Him. The same goes for the mountains and the hills and the plants and the animals in verse 10 to 9 and 10. All this that lives on these mountains, they gather to praise the Lord. It is up to here that we finally turn then to verses 11 and 12. We arrive at the kings and the princes and the rulers on the earth. The young men, women, the old men, children, that we humans created last are now being called to praise the Lord. But here, dear friends, is where we start to feel uneasy. We should. For it is here that the praises to the Lord start to wither. The grand but haunting picture of some two starts to creep in, where the human kings and rulers and princes and people, they not only fall short of praising God, they actually see God's rule as chains and shackles that they want to throw off. Some 2 verse 3, that they gather and they say, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles, those who are above. The praises have been flowing from the highest heavens, but when it now comes to us, it starts to become a mixed response from our experience. That we ought to praise God, but we are willing to praise anything but God. The Apostle Paul puts it directly to us in Romans 1.20 onwards. He said this, Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor give thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claim to be wise, they become fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and wrapped house. Dear friends, 
as we sing this hallelujah chorus and reach humans, it is where everything goes wrong. Humans in our rebellion would not give God the hallelujah due to Him. This hallelujah chorus seems to break down at the end of the chain. The end us humans who were made most honorable when we were created in God's image. But the Lord, the Lord who deserves to be praised, He will receive His praise. And so we come to the final and most important verse in Psalm 148, verse 14. This verse brings the impossible to fulfillment, those impossibly broken chains of hallelujah back into its proper place. So let us read verse 13 and 14 again and catch how this whole hallelujah will end. Let me read it for us, verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And He has raised up for His people a horn, the praise of all His faithful servants of Israel, the people close to His heart. Praise the Lord. Now out of the rebellious humans, the Lord will raise up a people for himself. They will turn back to the Lord and they will praise his name once more. Now, how will the Lord do this impossible change in the rebellious hearts of humans? Well, he will raise up a horn, says verse 4, and this horn will draw faithful servants back to himself. This horn in biblical imagery refers to God's anointed king, the one that reveals his great power. And that horn, by this end stage of this whole Psalter, can only refer back to the anointed king of Psalm 2, the one whom the Lord declares, you are my son. And we know he is none other than Jesus, the son of David, the son of God. Now, dear brothers and sisters, how do we sing the hallelujah of Psalm 148? We can sing and we will sing it only under the banner of the horn that God raised for us humans, the Messiah, the King, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. It is in Jesus alone that we can join the grand choir from heaven to earth to sing this hallelujah to the Lord. It is in Jesus alone that we are being transformed daily to sing hallelujah one day better. It is in Jesus alone that we can proclaim to the rest of the world that everyone, kings and rulers and citizens, that we need to repent and come back to worship the Lord. And so as we close this morning's reading of Psalms, let us give praise and thanks to God for Jesus, the horn of our salvation, as we long for the picture in the book of Revelation to be fulfilled, the grand hallelujah in heavens. Let us close in prayer with Psalm 2. And after that, I will let us listen to a song that sings of this chorus 
and with beautiful pictures. Let us pray together. In Psalm 2 verse 6 it says, I've installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I'll proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, I am, you are my son. Today I've become your father. Ask me and I'll make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, praise be your name by all your creation. Of all your creatures, we have shown ourselves to be the slowest in giving you the praise due to you. Please forgive us. Thank you for the horn of our salvation, our King Jesus, that we can be called your people and are invited once again into the Hallelujah Chorus, that under our King, we can sing under his authority, all creations gather from above and on earth to sing you the Hallelujah Chorus. So Father, teach us today to sing imperfectly as we are and help us and bring us to the day where we can finally sing your praise perfectly together with all your creation. In our King's name we pray. Amen. Thank you everyone for spending time as we look at this Hallelujah Chorus. As we go forth, I'd like to invite everyone to enjoy this next song. It's uh, written by the group the Sons of Korah. It's written on the lyrics of 148. Have a good day.